Hi, friends. Surprise. Welcome to a special drop-in episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so excited about the news we get to share with you today on the podcast. But before we get to this awesome conversation, just a reminder of that little New York Times bestselling book called That Sounds Fun that released a few weeks ago. If you don't have your copy yet, you can purchase it at your local bookstore or on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble, at Target, wherever you love to buy books. And if you've already read it and would write a review and share about it on social media, that would be so helpful. Bianca Oltoff has been a dear friend for a long time and has been on the show a couple of times, so she probably feels like an old friend to you too. She was on episode 18 and 163 if you want to go back and listen. But she's here today because her podcast, We're Going There, is joining the That Sounds Fun Network. I am so excited to add her and her show to our amusement park of shows that we are a part of. So go ahead, grab your phone right now and subscribe to We're Going There. You are going to love this podcast, you guys. I promise we're not going to bring anybody on the network that I don't think you're going to love listening to their show and make it a regular part of your podcast week. So here's my conversation with Bianca Oltoff and a little bit of her first episode from this season of We're Going There. Bianca, welcome to That Sounds Fun, the network. I'm so excited because this is absolutely fun. Oh and who doesn't gosh. need fun in their life, Annie? My gosh. You're the queen of fun, and sure I trying. got invited to the party. I'm so excited. You, listen, you've been invited to the party for a long time. I've just been begging you to bring your podcast over <laughs> here, too. Okay, back me up, though. I mean, I know because we walked it together, but tell all of our friends listening, why did you even start a podcast, and when did you start it? Back up and tell us the beginning. You know what? I actually don't really talk about the beginning of the podcast and oh. why I started. So this is, I mean, they're getting inside information. Because you don't so want to? <laughs> well, I didn't, I mean, it came out of a really, okay, so back up. Yeah. Um, we've had one season of We're Going There and it was, it came out of this, like, I just want creative latitude. I want to mm. do things where people don't tell me what to do. And I just want to like create and dream and do fun things. And, and it was honestly a way to connect in what was leading up to really crazy time that was the pandemic and so it gave me a touch point with people and I know it feels foreign and weird uh, but I really when people respond to the podcast or what the podcast has meant to them or they've learned from the podcast I feel like I have a new friend and during the pandemic it felt like a very isolating season and Mm -hmm. I got to connect with new friends in a very lonely time of life and it was just so fun so not only did I get to connect on the show with like amazing guests and they're bringing insight and winsome winsight I just made up a new word and I when you said that I was like I don't know that word but I know what she means and I like it Yes, it's winsome insight. And so there we go. And and fun. And so um, it was just an absolute blast. I've been so excited. Uh, We're one season in and then I got to be on this podcast network and I'm so excited about it. Bianca, you write books. You are a church planter. You preach a lot. You're on Instagram. Why did you need another outlet. Like what is different about podcasting? Because all of our friends listening are podcast people too. Tell <laughs> tell them why you love, why this was the right medium for these conversations that you're having versus just having people on Instagram lives with you. Okay. So sometimes, sometimes we 
we underestimate the power of connection and the idea of being on a podcast and you're going into like, let's just be real. You're going to an intimate place. You're going into someone's ears. You are going into someone's ears when you are in a podcast. And there is this sense of like, I get to do this with you. Mm -hmm. That to me was super fun. You know, I can go and speak at a conference or I could speak at a church or I can do these things, but there is this distance. Yeah. And yet with a podcast, it felt like we get to have a conversation and then it literally turned into a conversation. So if I asked a question after the podcast on social media, I got to get like live, direct feedback conversations. And that to me was so fun. Yeah. It made the world feel a really big world feel really, really small. Yeah. It, I have a lot of those same feelings around podcasting. Whenever I share an episode, I always say, join the conversation by going to your favorite podcast app. It, because it does feel like they are with us in these conversations. Yes, absolutely. I mean, by, I mean, it's been uh, so interesting to get to meet people from around the world. Like, I mean, nothing has been more fun than that. And just seeing all the similarities when you you meet someone for the first time and you already have like a common, a a common bond. And that has been a blast. They already feel like they know you in a totally different way than people who read your books feel like they know you or people who follow you on social media feel like they know you. Right. It is wild. I mean, okay, so season one, who, how did you pick your guests? How did you decide who you were going to talk to? Okay. So part of the premise of the show is that I really, I didn't want it to feel like I'm just interviewing someone. I wanted to be on topics that I cared about and that I feel other people would care about. And so I brought in guests that I knew. So we had some sort of like touch point, story, conversation that made me learn something from them. And I get really excited about learning. Like at heart, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. Annie, you know this about me. I was homeschooled. Like I, I just, I'm you. passionate about nerdy learning. And so when I feel like I, if I learn something, I want to make sure that I get to share that information with so many people around me. And so if I have a great conversation, like um, Bob Goff, every time I'm yes. around Bob Goff, I just learned something so amazing. And so he was on the show. And then I wanted uh, to talk about what sacrifice uh, looked like and what building will like. So we had Christine Kane on the show. Lisa came in and spoke. No, true. Her book was on forgiveness, but I met Lisa this season. She was Lisa Turkers. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Lisa Turkers. Bevere. There's Bevere. There's Harper. I know. There's There's Harper. Piles of them. There's There's piles of Lisa's. So many. So many Lisa's. So many Lisa's. (laughs) Lisa's. Yes. Thank Good clarification, Annie. Uh, So Lisa Turkers wrote a book on forgiveness, but I actually got to walk out a forgiveness season with her before the book even came out. And so I felt like the woman that was writing the words wasn't just writing to like create a book. She yeah. was actually living it out. And so yeah. that's the stuff that I, I love to get into the nitty gritty. And then part of it is also me chiming in on my thoughts on the topic at hand as well. So it's been not just learning, but it's been a whole lot of fun. That's actually, I mean, we talk about a lot with the That Sounds Fun Network that we want to offer an amusement park with a lot of different rides. Hello. And yes. so we, there are shows that I love and I am dear friends with the host and we already have a ride like that on the show on the network and so one of the things that makes you so uniquely right is that that part of the show where you tell your thoughts and you do the interview thank you so what is it do you sit down and write or do you just hit record and go because I don't do I can't do essays without writing them first do you just like preach or are you write are you scripting it out 
you know, okay. So I wish I could, I wish I could just free flow, but my thing is like, I don't trust myself. I'm going to say something that would make my mama blush or heresy or something. So I, I, I really do. I look at it as in like, I love writing. And in this season I made a conscious decision. I'm not going to write unless I have like a conviction about what I'm writing. Wow. And so this is just a a season of like sitting and waiting and like, what do I really want to invest so much time, energy, and effort into, which is, you know, you have lots of book babies. Like it just takes so much time. And so in this season, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put all my eggs in the basket. I'm going to do the podcast and I'm going to write about things that I'm passionate about. So I actually yeah. sit down and, and write out everything I'm going to say in the show. And then I have an expert come in or someone <laughs> who I feel is an expert that could share their wisdom, their insight, their perspective. And, and it's like having a, a researched view and a conversation view all yeah. at the same time. Like, talking about the same who do you think is listening to your show already? I mean, all of us are jumping in if we weren't already, but who do you think's already listening? Is it people who go to your church? Is it like another extension of how you're ministering to your local faith community? Is it people who are reading your books? Is it mm, all of them? Who, who do you hear from on the other side? Okay, so there's primary, secondary, and tertiary groups. So Tertiary primary- is one of my favorite words. Me too. Besides, what'd you call it? Winfluence? Winsight. No. Winsight. 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 Winsome is insight or wisdom insight. Yeah, bless yeah. my heart. See, this is why I script out things, Annie. Hello, <laughs> You're wrong that insight. I am going to use that word so much. Winsight is actually what I want to offer the world forever <laughs> is, is winsome insight. So I'm here. Great. It, it'll be an urban dictionary tomorrow. That's right. Praise God. Um, okay, so I would say primary, uh, the secondary market was the one that was going after. Secondary market was somebody who maybe, I, I hate to say it, but yeah. primarily female, like yeah, by course. and large. If you have eyelashes this long and love to wear high heels, right. my audience is definitely going to be female. Um, but uh, I was going after someone who considered themselves maybe not like religious, but spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't necessarily like on the church super highway. Um, Christianese still felt like a foreign language to them. Yeah. They were interested in like how can I get wiser? How can I get stronger? How can I better my life? Um, and I'm giving wisdom, or shall I say, winsight um, right. from a biblical perspective, but I don't want it to feel hyper churchy. Um, I have a church. So if you want something super churchy, great, download that podcast. Yeah. This is conversations where I could kind of be a little bit, I hate to say it, but irreverent, where I get to have conversations where I'm like, this is the un- unadulterated, unfiltered, my view on this topic. And so um, so that's the, the the secondary market was actually my primary market, but the yeah. primary market are these people that like love God and have a relationship with God, but they want to have more real talk conversations about yes. topics that might be hard. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the episodes that I did uh, last season was with uh, Kayla Steckline and her husband was a pastor who took his life. Yeah, And I knew it was going to be a hard topic. I knew it was going to be tough, but these are the conversations that I don't want to shy away from. Yeah. You know, Do you know I, I spoke at their people. church a few months before he passed away. No. And yeah, and no. I, and I we sat by each other for thirty minutes just talking about life in church, and and I just think so highly of that whole family, and I think so highly of him wow. and of Kayla. I mean, I just I it is one of the best parts of your and my job where we get to travel to other churches right. is that we sit right. with other leaders and go like, so wh- how are you dealing with this or how are you dealing with that or how are you. How are y'all separating for COVID? How are y'all spreading out enough, you know? So I just, anytime that that family comes up on the show, I always like to give them an honor because I, his, his mom is wonderful. His wife is wonderful. I just think really highly of that family. So yeah, yes. and that episode is you really special it. of yours. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
Hey friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our awesome partners, Kenco. If you're anything like me, when you're feeling rushed or super busy, you can make some bad food decisions. (laughs) You just kind of grab anything and in a snap, your healthy eating intentions go down the drain. Well, when you add Kenko to your breakfast routine, you can fit two extra servings of fruit and veggies into your diet, and they take less than 60 seconds to make. We may not have much extra time, but 60 seconds, we can handle. Kenko makes seriously nutritious smoothies for seriously busy people. Other expensive store-bought smoothies are sugar-packed calorie bombs, and fresh-pressed juices have way less fiber. Kenko's breakfast smoothies are only made from organic whole fruits and vegetables. They're flash frozen and slow dried to lock in all the fiber and nutrients. Nothing added and no fiber taken out. Kinko smoothies are easy to make, no blender, juicer, or kitchen needed. You simply pour the Kinko packet into water or your favorite milk, shake, and take on the day. Go to kinko.com and take their quick nutrition quiz and fill out your flexible monthly order with your choice of 15 functional flavors that match your goals and tastes. Each Kinko smoothie costs less than $3 and packs half the daily fruits and vegetables you need to reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and some cancers. I'm partial to the corals flavor because of how much I love beets. Y'all know I love beets. But the crimson flavor is also delicious and helps with mental clarity. Who doesn't need a little extra mental clarity these days? I love Kinko and can't wait to hear which ones are your favorites. You can start creating healthy habits right now. So go to kinko.com slash that sounds fun to pick out your flexible monthly plan. And the first 100 friends will get 25% off your first order. You guys go. That's kinko, K-E-N-C-K-O dot com slash that sounds fun and get 25% off, but only if you're one of the first 100 people. You love this show. We love you. So get that special deal, 25% off for the first 100 listeners at K-E-N-C-K-O.com slash That Sounds Fun. And now back to our conversation with the newest member of the That Sounds Fun Network, Bianca Oltaus. So, okay, so that so that is who your, well, who's your tertiary audience then? Who's the third okay. group? Here's the surprise outlier are guys. Yeah. I was, I have been really shocked that like, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not talking about hearts, flowers, unicorns, and you know, sparkly things. I I mean, I'm talking about regular topics, but the surprise market has been young men wanting to get a perspective of like how women think. And I am here for it. Yes. Like give me all the brothers. Okay. And I will, I, I, I did our first episode is on dating relationships. It launches the week of Valentine's day. And so I encouraged all the men on there. Thank uh-huh. you for bringing their testosterone. And also you got a leg up. Yeah. Like these brothers got a leg up. They know they're going to know how to talk to women. They're going to get into the head of women. And, um, I, I think they will be one step closer to maybe, you know, in fact, B, let's, let's right here. Here, let's jump in with that episode for just a second. Let's jump in and let everybody hear a few minutes of that. So listen, if you know me, you know that I am a lover of humankind. Whether you are male or female, young or old, married, single, divorced, or widowed, whether you are bougie or broke, whether you are white, black, Asian, Haitian, or Croatian, I really do speak to the God potential and never want to be disparaging. So... That's my caveat before we dive into this conversation about dating. Okay, y'all. I firmly believe that some people should be classified as undateable. 
Now, before you trip out and before you judge me, please just listen to me. Listen to me because it's coming from a place of love. When searching for a potential date, don't be afraid of assessing somebody's VDS. What is a VDS, you ask? I'm so glad you asked. Let me educate you. VDS stands for Viable Dating Score. If you are single or you know someone who's single, make sure you do the homework before jumping into a relationship with someone who has a low IQ or worse, a low VDS. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to take the basic VDS to make a critical assessment. I've got three questions for you. Ready? Write them down. Commit them to memory. Get a tattoo. Just kidding. Don't do that. Your mom might be sad. But question number one, does your date love Jesus? Now, I don't care if your date has a 10-pound Bible buried somewhere in their closet and knows John 3.16. I'm asking you to seriously assess if they are passionate about the things of God. If they aren't passionate about God, be prepared to date someone who will struggle with respecting you, respecting your body, resolving conflict, and self-sacrifice. How do I know this? Because this is a difficult thing to do for God-fearing Christian men and women. So just know it's worse if they don't have the Spirit of God to help set them straight. Somebody please hand me a praise, Hanky, because I'm about to preach. So if the answer to question one is yes, proceed to question number two. Question number two of the viable dating score. Do they have a job? Mm-hmm, a J-O-B. Y'all, this is not vanity. This is responsibility. If a man wants to show maturity and availability, it should start by earning a living and being responsible enough to show it for work. And that rule applies to men and women. Living off of welfare or parents covering should be a clear indication that your potential date isn't in a position to invest in you or a relationship. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, ew, so rude. I don't need someone to take care of me because I'm an I-N-D-E-P-E-N-T woman who doesn't need to be won over by money. Great. Let me be the first one to congratulate you on being a boss. But let me also warn you that if a man lives with his mother who cares for him and her 85 cats he will expect you to treat him the same way. Your independence can lead to someone's codependence. Is there grace for someone in a career transition or loss of job? Absolutely. But if someone survives off of government-issued assistance and uses gift cards to take you out to dinner, they may not be in a position to enter into an equitable relationship. Let me also note that a job is a job, okay? This has less to do with the amount of money that someone is bringing home and more to do with how someone shows up to work. Whether someone works in a warehouse or the White House, I applaud dedication and responsibility. So if the answer to question one and question two is yes, proceed with caution to question number three. Question number three, are they friends with a bar of soap and toothbrush? Halitosis from hell is a sure sign that your date might be toothless by the age of 50. If you want your significant other to have teeth into adulthood, ensure they are flossing, brushing, and rinsing on the regular. If someone smells ripe on a date, first make sure it's not you. You're welcome. Then assess if their pungent body odor is something that you find attractive or repellent. If you notice a lack of hygiene during the dating period, it will definitely magnify the more comfortable you come in a relationship. Trust me. If your dating candidate wasn't a perfect score, I would wisely caution you on moving forward. Y'all, the score is a three, not 300. Don't think that this is a tall order. In fact, the bar has been set really low. You could add your own questions to my VDS evaluation, but I would suggest not to get carried away. Don't rule someone out before they're even given a chance. I love using the character Boaz out of the book of Ruth as a barometer for the type of men I want my single girlfriends to date because we don't know what he looks like. We don't know how old he was when they met 
and we don't know how much money he had. Ruth didn't know much about him, but let's see what she did know about him and learn what to look for in potential dates. Men, please take note, because this is free wisdom. Coming from our sponsor out of Ruth 2, verse 1, the scriptures reads this. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. So what are the things that we know? One, Ruth knew someone who knew him. In dating situations, you might not always know someone before you go on a date with them. However, it's always better if someone you know can vouch for your potential date. Naomi, as we discover in verses later, knew exactly who Boaz was and encouraged Ruth to go pursue him. Number two for the note takers, and we pull out of this scripture, Boaz was a man of standing. In other words, he had a J-O-B. His name wasn't broke as, y'all, it was Boaz. Hello, come on, somebody. As a business owner and landowner, this man was fiscally responsible and socially influential. I want my single sisters to find a man of good standing. Lastly, scripture tells us that his name was Boaz. The name Boaz means strength. Illustratively, his name also appears on one of the pillars in Solomon's temple. Boaz was like a pillar of strength to hold up Ruth and Naomi so their lives wouldn't crumble. Find an emotionally and spiritually strong man to lift you up and empower you to be the woman that God has called you to be. Now, as we depart and get into our interview with Ben Stewart, let me be ruthless. Did you get that? You guys, that was punny. Ruthless? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe that you can handle the truth. So I have some questions for you. How would you score on the VDS? It's so easy to look at someone else and find fault with them, but we must take time to be honest about where we are in our life. Question number one for your personal VDS. Do you love Jesus? Going to church once a month and listening to Hillsong United during your cardio session on the treadmill doesn't make you a lover of Jesus. I know your bubble might be popped, but bear with me. I'm talking about developing a relationship with the one who truly knows you. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, no amount of love will make you feel secure, enough, or valuable. If you don't love Jesus, there's no way you'll love yourself, let alone a significant other. Question number two. Do you have a job? Sisters, don't wait for a sugar daddy to cancel out your debt and make you a real housewife, okay? Be a grown independent woman who doesn't need anyone to make your needs met or validate your existence. Be responsible and take initiative of your life. Contrary to Disney fairy tale princesses, the women of the Bible worked. Ruth was in the field gleaning, Rebecca tended to cattle, the Proverbs 31 woman was a merchant, and Lydia was a business owner. These women were esteemed, not for who they married, but for how they chose to live their life and how tirelessly they worked. Friends, we are more than dumb, dateless damsels waiting to be chosen. We are warriors going to battle with a breastplate of faith like Deborah. We are peacemakers who wear crowns to use our influence like Esther. We are prophets who steward anointing and speak on behalf of God like Hulda. Friends, get a job and go to work. Lastly, question number three, are you friends with a bar of soap and a toothbrush? Do you smell... More importantly, do you know if you smell? Be brave and ask a close friend for honest feedback on your breath and body scent. In the words of Joe Cocker, we get by with a little help from our friends. Listen, perfume and body spray only blend in with your natural body scent, so make sure that you shower regularly and don't be afraid of a splash of perfume to help with your natural scent. As my daddy always said, wash your hands and wash your cracks. If the answer to all three of these questions is yes, congrats. You have passed the VDS with flying colors. Now, before we begin, I'm getting into an interview with Pastor Ben Stewart out of Passion City Church in Washington, D.C. Okay, 
Bianca, listen, you and I in real life talk about dating all the time. And yes, so this whole it. episode with Ben Stewart, I people, y'all, y'all don't get to hear anymore. You got to go over to Bianca's feed, wherever you love to listen to podcasts and look for this episode. We'll also link it everywhere today. But B, why Ben Stewart? Why was he the right guy? You know, I at last at last season I did an episode with Pastor Mike Todd, and yes. I entitled it "Freaking the Sheiks" because I'm not afraid of those conversations. But I love Pastor Ben's perspective on dating and relationships because I feel like he do, he did so much research. Yes. And so I read his book two years ago. I'm I was married, and I read his book because I don't think anyone has done such an exhaustive look at dating with scriptural foundation yes. as. Ben did. And yeah. so he, I wasn't going to have him kick off the se- season two, but it's the week of Valentine's Day. So hello. Had to be done. Or AKA single awareness day. And I just want to speak <laughs> to both of those parties and be like, listen, here's a little winsomeness for That's you. That's right. And you get some wis- wisdom insight and I, we'll be um, good to go. Ben's line of clarity is kindness goes with me everywhere. I mean, I say it, I've said it in breakups. I've said it in DTRs. Mm. I've said it in friendship of like, you cannot lose your clarity is kind. Whatever it is, even if it's not what I want to hear, your clarity is kindness. And that's you want to hear mine, Annie? Yeah. So um scripture is very clear that we're supposed to speak truth in love. But uh-huh. when we speak when we speak truth in love, like that truth is love. Mm. So be honest with the other person. Yeah. I'm passionate about healthy relationships. Like the the I kind of toyed around the idea of doing a relationship only podcast because yeah. I felt like it might get a little like tiring. And so um every time that I do get to talk about relationships, I'm super passionate about it because yeah. I think like so much of how we witness Jesus to the world mm-hmm. is our love for one another. And if we can't get love right, we're getting Christianity wrong. Oh, listen. Now, listen, I'm saying this to you in front of God and everybody because I haven't said it to you without the whole listening audience. We're for sure going to hope you do an, a relationships podcast or at least a relationship <laughs> series on this podcast. So we will, we will, I will keep asking for that personally. And all oh, of our friends you, listening Eddie. can put on the pressure. Okay, B, so you're going to release an episode. Say the title of your podcast. Everybody knows what to look for. We're going there. We're going there. With Bianca Waters Oltoff. And the reason why is because I just, when I talk about things that like, we don't have to really worry about what other people are going to think about it. Cause we're going to go there. We're so going to go there. That's fun. And it's on the, that sounds fun podcast network. Yeah. And I get to have new friends. Annie, you've been uh, a, an old friend and yeah. I'm so grateful that we get to be friends in this season. I feel like people who love you and know you um, just know that you're incredibly real. So for people that are listening and don't know if it can, is this person really this awesome? Let me be a witness and a testament to say you really are. In fact, in fact tell the truth. Not be refer like- to you. I know. What did I refer to earlier? I said you were a fairy godmother, and so yeah. I said bippity boppity boomy baby. Okay, <laughs> I need some fairy dust up in my life. Oh my gosh, you can be like she really is fun to be around. Like most of the time, there are some real <laughs> days we've been together um, that she was not a joy. Uh, Bianca, so you're going to release on Thursdays. Yes. So every single Thursday, just like today, we can get an episode from you. Every single Thursday, you're going to release. And let's talk a little bit about picking Thursdays going into the weekend. What are your kind of weekend rhythms? When do you rest? How How does listening to podcasts play into your like weekend rhythms? Totally. So for me, I do a lot of pouring out during the week. So you had mentioned I'm a church planner. Our church is two years old in Orange County, California. And, you know, when you start a church, you don't realize like how much it's going to take, but then you launch a church in the middle of a global pandemic, civil unrest, and one of the craziest political seasons our nation has ever endured. So I mean, this is- And California. 
and California. Right. In fact, as of today, we are still quarantined. Um, right. February 14th, still quarantined. February 15th, still quarantined. I mean, it, it's crazy up in these airports. So um, weekend rhythms for me is uh, the reason why I thought Thursday was going to be uh, fun was that people can download it and then listen over the weekend. So for me, I actually listen to most of my podcasts on Saturday mornings. I mm-hmm. wake up and it's part of my routine now. I go for a, a long walk or a long run or a hike and I just load all my podcasts and I thought it'd be something so fun uh, to kind of just download great information, process it as a way for my mind to rest before you know I pour out again on Sunday. Yes. So it's part of my weekly routine. Yeah, me too. And and I love, like, I have some that I listen to in the mornings. Like, I'm listening to um, Father Mike Schmidt's Read the Bible Every Day. So I listen to that oh, while yeah. I'm getting ready in the mornings. And it's cool, B, because he's You're Catholic. so holy. No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. You're so holy. I'm feeling Stop like I'm it. a church planter, and I'm, like, the worst Christian compared to you right now. Stop I, it. I, I listen to Gimlet in the morning. I listen like, to Gimlet in the morning, too. Jesus. I li- Thanks to Jesus. <laughs> I do, too. I just, like, and it's been really fun because he's Catholic, and I haven't had a lot of teaching from a Catholic Christian before, right? Mm. Or from a Catholic priest at all. And so it's been really, really cool. But the, so I, I have other ones I listen to during the day, but some, some like yours that kind of are teaching me and make me think, and I want a little more time around it is what I save for my Sabbath or what I save for my Sunday when I'm doing my chores. And so, so fun. I think having it on Thursday release sets it right in the right spot for me Perfect. so that I can listen I all weekend. Okay, B, I mean, this is it. You're on the That Sounds Fun Network. We're going to get- I'm totally nervous. I'm I hope so your friends thrilled. like me, Annie. I hope your friends Sweet. like me because I already like them. You're the easiest <laughs> to like. You are the easiest to like. Okay, is there anything we didn't talk about before we send everybody off to subscribe? Just so that everyone knows we have an inordinate love of great fingernails and oh, amazing yeah. manicures. I think this is an important tidbit because your people know that you love a good manicure. Yes. And what your people don't know is that I would drop cash on my nails. <laughs> like, give me the Japanese nail art. I, you, I mean, Annie. You yeah, and I like, went together. Remember? Oh, oh, oh. oh that's right. In that's Orange right. County to your girl. And it was we so did. good. We did. I, you know what? I wish I had a picture. In fact, I think, I think I do have a picture. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to post it. Of my nails? Yes. Day launch to, to be a witness and a testament of how crazy they were she did wild. Nails. I they mean, were awesome. Yeah. Well, here's one thing that I think that your people should know. It's Nashville, I think is a little bit more open than California. Um, nail salons having closed down. So you know what I did? I bought my own nail kit. And no, you're gelling I yourself. My and I'm so legit. Look at this cat. They do I look really, really good. Tell. Yes, look. you're doing that yourself. Listen, listen. I got Japanese nail art. I have gems. <laughs> I have nail tape. Girl, you don't even know. I'm, I'm so on the come crazy. up. I mean, I that's a new hobby. Like, start charging people. Yes. Uh-huh. Are you yes. doing your sister's too? Because her nails always look so good. So low key, she goes to someone on the side. I'm not going <laughs> to tell the world. But you know what? I'm a rule follower. Damn. That's right. That's right. And you're doing, you're you know so good. And, and so I have a girl on my staff. You know, we were both, she works for the church. And you know that church life, that budget life is kind of crazy. And yeah. so I said, you know what? Lisa Turkers taught me. She's like, I pay my team in opportunity and in blessing. Mm. And so I do her nails. And I was like, listen, I'm doing your, you, how much would you have paid for this amazing yes. manicure? Yes. So I do her nails as a little gift every 10 days. Oh, that's brilliant. Well done. <laughs> I have a lot to learn from you about being a boss. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Beautiful. Well, everybody can go subscribe. Your first episode of season two. I'm so stoked. Um, The last question we always ask, Bianca, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, what sounds fun to you? 
And this season, what sounds fun to me is launching this podcast. Yeah. No joke. No, really? joke. no lie. It has been so fun to meet new friends, uh, to connect with old friends, and have one little slice of the world that I get to talk to people in a way that feels very real and now. It's awesome, isn't it? I, I mean, I know yes. that you and I were friends before podcast existed, but it feels like such a gift that God gave this medium to someone to create. Whoever came up with this, I can't thank them enough. I just am so happy getting to make this kind of art and these kind of conversations. So, all right, friends, go listen to B. Oh, you guys, isn't she the most fun? I know you're going to absolutely love getting to hear more and more and more from her. So be sure that you're following Bianca and that you subscribe and listen to We're Going There so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, give That Sounds Fun Network a follow on Instagram. That's TSF Network, like That Sounds Fun. And you'll see what the other shows in the network are up to as well. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like That Sounds Fun on YouTube. I think that's it for me today, friends. What a fun announcement, y'all. We're so stoked about 2021 at the That Sounds Fun Network. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I'll do the same. Have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow with another amazing couple and an amazing conversation. Tim and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. See y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow.